What's going on, guys? It's Nick here, back in the video. Today, we're talking about the top trade targets for week three. Figured it'd be fun to take a look at the app I built for the website, find which players have gotten the most unlucky so far this season and who should perform better in the future. So we're taking a look at expected fantasy points compared to actual fantasy points to identify players with really strong roles, but who just haven't scored a bunch of fantasy points, meaning their value is down, but we should be trading for them. First up is the biggest underperformer thus far at the running back position, Josh Jacobs. His scored 5.7 fewer fantasy points per game than expected, currently ranking 33rd in actual fantasy points, but 9th in expected fantasy points. He ranks 19th in carries, 9th in targets among running backs, and is tied for third with five carries inside the 10-yard line. He also has the eighth highest carry share in the NFL. His issue has not been volume. He's gotten incredible volume both on the ground and through the air. It's been efficiency, especially last week. That was a brutal game for him on the ground. Overall, through two weeks, he's gained 1.6 yards per carry. Listen, he's not like 30 years old. Like If he was like 29, 30 years old, maybe be like, ooh, is he like breaking down? Is he just cooked? At this point, he's coming off, you know, probably the MVP of fantasy. You could argue it was him or Kelsey last season, but... An unbelievable year last year. He's 25 years old. He's not breaking down. He's not going to average 1.6 yards per carry. So no matter how you look at it, volume-wise, he's a running back one, and he's not going to be terrible in efficiency all season. He's not going to rank 33rd in fantasy this year. You should be trading for him if anyone's panicking on Jacobs. Another big underperformer right now is Miles Sanders has scored 5.2 fewer points per game than expected. He ranks 11th in expected fantasy points, but 31st in actual fantasy points. He ranks 8th in carries, is tied for 3rd among running backs, in targets ranks 9th in percent of team carries. That's a really, really strong role. We also know the Panthers just gave him a four-year, $25 million contract this offseason, so they're not going to panic after two weeks and move on to Chuba Hubbard. They're highly invested in Miles Sanders. They love him as a player, and he is a really good player. We know that he's an efficient runner. He's a great player in the receiving game. Like Maybe if Sanders keeps underperforming for the next like month or so, maybe the split gets a little closer between him and Chuba, but three of the next four weeks are against below average defenses in terms of like how good they are preventing production to running backs. And so given that, you know, he's got a good matchups coming up um, this week, actually is a top two matchup for him. I'm thinking he's going to get things going. He's going to perform a little bit better in upcoming weeks. And again, the role is really, really strong. And if people don't realize that, Trade form. Uh, finishing off running backs for trade targets, we have Javonta Williams has scored four and a half fewer fantasy points per game than expected this season, ranking 17th in expected fantasy points, 38th in actual fantasy points. Now, Williams doesn't have as strong of a workload as Jacobs or Sanders, but number one, he's going to cost you less in the trade market. Um, but the fact, honestly, that his role is as good as it is this early in the season is really impressive. Like we were planning for him, let's say in like, you know, May, June kind of timeline. We were expecting him to not start the season healthy. That was like the general consensus was 
massive injury, going to take time to recover, maybe opens up on the pup, but if he doesn't, maybe misses the first few weeks, comes in slowly, and by the end of the season, he's really getting things going. But he's not only started the season, he's handled 55.5% of the team's carries, a 13.5% target share. Both of those are top 12 numbers for running backs, and that's on a team that has a system we know is very fantasy friendly. It's not just random these last two weeks that they've been using the running backs. We know that Sean Payton loves using his running backs and has systems that produce a lot of fantasy points for those running backs. So I expect Williams to look stronger and stronger as the season goes on. I never expect him to be the feature back. That's one thing I want to say. He's not going to go out there and have 70% of the carries and a 15% target share all year and be a running back one. That is probably not going to happen. I guess it could happen if it's an injury to Pirine, but I'm assuming health, right? But it doesn't matter. Even maintaining, number one, maintain the role he has right now being undervalued. But number two, if he gets a little healthier and the role just increases a little bit, well, now he's a high-end running back two for the rest of the season, and there's no way it's going to cost you that in trade market right now. For wide receivers, your clear top trade target is Jamar Chase. Um, even given Burrow's struggles, Chase has maintained an elite role in the offense. Uh, he scored 5.3 fewer fantasy points per game than expected. He's 24th in expected fantasy points per game, 65th in actual fantasy points per game among wide receivers. He's also tied for 6th with four red zone targets, tied for 4th with two targets inside the 10-yard line. Just hasn't been able to convert one for a touchdown yet. Also, the yards per reception, seven. Are you kidding me? That's so low. 58.8% catch rate is low, not as pathetic as seven, but like if you look at his career average coming into the season, career average, 14.9 yards per reception. So twice as high as his seven yards per reception right now. Like you get, you know, slot receivers that don't even move more than five yards downfield, averaging like nine or 10 yards per reception. So it's going way up for Jamar Chase. 64% catch rate is his career average entering this year. So also 58.8% is really low. We know Chase is a top three wide receiver. We know when healthy, Joe Burrow's a top five quarterback. It's just that Burrow's injured right now. And so as he gets healthy, yeah, things are going to struggle or they're going to like struggle on offense, but it's not going to be this bad. Like I know that it looks horrific so far. It's not going to be this bad all season. Burrow's going to get healthy when he does you know, Chase is going to go right back to being a top three wide receiver in fantasy points. I promise it's coming soon. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. Maybe even a chance Burrow kind of sits out this week. And honestly, you should hope for that. Whether you have Burrow, you have Chase, it doesn't matter. You should hope that Burrow just sits out this week, gets himself figured out, and then in week four comes back and dominates. But regardless, this is not an injury we expect to be super long-term. And so they're going to be amazing this season. Trade for him. People are panicking on Chase. Another buy low at wide receiver is Mike Williams has scored 4.8 fewer points per game than expected. He's 11th in expected fantasy points per game, 38th in actual points per game. Williams also has a career average of 15.7 yards per reception entering the season. That's down at 10.7 right now since he hasn't hit deep. That's just basically what happens. You haven't hit on the deep ball yet. Your yards per reception is going to be really low, but make no mistake, like, Mike Williams is going to hit deep soon, 
Once he does, you're not going to be able to trade for him. Also, he's up to a 90% snap share this last week. Um, his snaps are also not in jeopardy of Quentin Johnston. So if you're worried about Quentin Johnston, you know, the first round receiver this season, kind of stepping up, taking a lot away from Mike Williams. Well, snaps wise, he's going to take it away from Joshua Palmer. And I don't think that like, you know, at any point this year, Quentin Johnston's going out there and have a 20% target share. He'll be better, but the thing is, he's just going to take away basically everything that Palmer does once he passes him, and then maybe eats in a little bit to Mike Williams, but Mike Williams is underperforming by so much right now that that doesn't even matter. Even if Mike Williams just gets back to where he should be producing right now, that's still better. That difference there is more than what Quentin Johnston is going to take away from him in the season. Uh Williams just locked into a big workload, also has the fifth best matchup for wide receivers this week, so you might not have to wait that long for the breakout game. Our final by low wide receiver is A.J. Brown. Uh, he scored 4.2 fewer fantasy points per game than expected. He's 17th in expected fantasy points per game, only 48th in actual points per game. And honestly, just put the like Chase and Mike Williams takes on repeat, replace the name with A.J. Brown, and you're good to go. Career average, 16.5 yards per reception entering the season, down at 9.8 so far through two weeks. Just hasn't hit on the deep ball yet. Uh, he's, you know, a top 10 wide receiver talent. That's not really up for debate. You could probably say it's top five. He's playing nearly every single snap on amazing offense. He's not in danger of anything. So if you were scared about Quentin Johnson from Mike Williams, well, who are you scared of for uh, A.J. Brown? Obviously, Dem Devonta Smith is, is there, but it's Devonta Smith and A.J. Brown making up the vast majority of the passing volume on that offense. Uh, he's got the sixth best matchup for wide receivers this week. I guess the defense, like they've played the Bucs, right? The Bucs aren't a defense you like walk all over. I think they're good defense, but they're so good on the ground. They force teams to throw the ball. The Eagles start throwing the ball a bunch. A.J. Brown could have a really, really good game. He's going to go off soon. Once that happens, people won't be willing to trade him, right? It's the same thing with the other two I talked about. Like once Williams hits deep, once Chase gets going, people can be like, okay, 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 they're back. I'm not worried anymore. People are a little bit worried right now. You shouldn't be, so trade for them before they go off. Uh, at tight end, I only have one buy low this week, and it's a lower-end option. For those of you balling on a budget, uh, trade for this player. It's Jake Ferguson. So we heard rumblings that he'd have a strong role this season. You know, it was hard to really like get behind them because we just hadn't seen it yet. But the man ranks third in expected fantasy points per game among tight ends. He has the seventh most targets and a league leading among all positions, all players, a league leading seven red zone targets, which is the most by two, and a league leading five targets inside the 10-yard line. Like he has the most volume of any like pass catcher or any player really, but most volume in the receiving game among all players in the red zone, it is somehow scored 6.8 fewer fantasy points per game than expected. Again, third in expected fantasy points per game among tight ends, 16th in actual fantasy points. Like, tight ends a wasteland. And so the only thing you're trying to do at that position is figure out who's going to score a touchdown this week. So maybe we should go after the guy who's leading the NFL in red zone usage, especially since he's either a free agent in your league or is going to come at little to no cost in the trade market. Final player we've got today is at the quarterback position, and our boy Trevor Lawrence is uh, is getting wrecked. Like, I looked at the expected fantasy points per game numbers, and for a lot of players, you're like, okay, you know, it's two or three. 8.1. Trevor Lawrence is averaging 8.1 
fewer points per game than expected this season. He is seventh in expected fantasy points per game, right in line with where we ranked him. I think what we ranked him like eighth among quarterbacks this season. He's 23rd in actual points per game. So he's just underperforming uh, two total touchdowns through two weeks, a really low 228 and a half passing yards per game. But we know the Jaguars offense is going to be good this season. We know they're incredibly explosive. We know they're probably going to finish top five at worst top seven in points per game this year. They're going to have an exceptional ceiling in the passing game. They're going to have some absolutely monster weeks. So I have no worries in Trevor Lawrence this season. I would be trading for my main league if I didn't already have him. So there's a larger list of trade targets on my website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. And if you want to see all the stats I talked about today, whether it was target shares, carry shares, expected fantasy points, expected fantasy points difference, all those different metrics, you can also see that for every single player on my website. Again, thefantasyfootballadvice.com, linked in the description box down below, also on the screen for most of the video. That, my friends, is in this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.